We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Last minute on this podcast, didn't know if we were going to get in or not, but uh, but of course, you got to get it in. How you doing? Yes, of course. Uh, doing all right. Let's let's get this thing going. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, as always, let's just start it off with this, guys. As always, you know. Thanks for listening to this podcast here, talking to Halos, making us the best podcast out there, um, and best Angels podcast out there. I really do uh, believe that. I think that we're doing a fantastic job, Nate, by the way. Um, if you could, go ahead and subscribe wherever you are listening or watching us. Hello, YouTube, like always. Got to shout it out there. Doing fantastic things on there. Um, you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. You can follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, to get all of your talking halos updates on there. So Nate, let's start this question. Let's start this podcast off with a question. You guys all know, I like to do the question of the day. So we had two new rules that got instituted by none other than Rob Manfred. I would assume, I don't know. It seems like it was agreed and I'm going to air quote this for you guys not watching us on YouTube agreed upon. Um, but as we know, Rob Manfred does make the rules. Um, and we're going to, how do you feel about this? First, let's talk about it. Let's, let's get it off. You know, for those who don't know what's going to happen, ghost runners coming back on second base. Um, just right off the bat. I hate that. And then the Shohei Otani rule comes into play. So let's first start off with the uh, base runner at second base and extra innings. We can both, we can just like say it right now. It's the worst rule Trash. in baseball, correct? Trash. Trash. Yeah. We can move on from that one. That Fantastic. one. We're never going to be okay with that one. It is what it is. And again, again, I you know we, we did get a lot of a uh, lot of hate on the last podcast, especially you for um, whining, complaining, complaining. complaining, and we're not Which, complaining. This is this is no, this like is that, that rule is just like. it's just trash. But yeah, let's move on to the Brendan McKay rules. That's what I call it. Brendan um, McKay rule, the Shohei Otani yes. rule. The reason why I call it the Brendan McKay rule is because they put it in college baseball for Brendan McKay, um, and that's where it's come from. So. I, I've used it in high school. I've used it in college. Um, I love the rule. I think it 
it really gives um, pitchers that, that are able to hit a, an opportunity to hit, you know, and it gives some of these guys that, you know, maybe they come from high school as a two-way guy or college as a two-way guy, and some teams give them a chance to be a two-way. Well, now they can hit in DH in the same game, and, you know, teams won't be at a disadvantage of, oh, hey, we started our, our pitcher as our hitter, and then he comes out of the game, and, you know, in the fourth inning, fifth inning, sixth inning, because, you know, they only are allowed to face the lineup twice, um, they have to pinch hit for the pitcher or whoever's up for, or they have to run a double switch or whatever it is. So I love this rule. Uh, it makes things a lot easier when Shohei Otani's on the mound. He's able to DH and pitch and stay in the rest of the game. This is a huge, huge win for Major League Baseball. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, this rule, for those you who don't know, uh, Shohei Otani, when he starts, or even, I believe, Michael Lorenzen, when he starts, can stay in as a DH if they start the game hitting. So if Michael Lorenzen starts the game hitting, I don't know how often that's going to happen, if that is ever going to happen. Um, but if he starts the game hitting, um, Angel decide to stick with Lorenzen instead of Shohei Otani for some reason. Um, DHing, then they will continue to hit throughout the game. They become the DH. Um, so mainly for Shohei Otani, why we're going to call it Shohei Otani rule. Again, it was instituted high school, instituted in college, Brandon McKay rule. Um, but yes, fantastic rule. This really helps out the Angels. It put it. It does allow Shohei Otani to go deeper into games, correct? Yeah, but even even if he doesn't, it, it allows the Angels to, if Otani doesn't have it, they, they are allowed to quick hook him. I think that's the biggest thing. Because, like, yes, he's able to go deeper in the game, but as a uh, when this rule wasn't in effect, you wanted him to go deep into the game. So you didn't have to pinch it for uh, some reliever or you didn't have to double switch or whatever it is. But for some reason, if Shohei Otani doesn't have it for one day, it allows them to quick hook, go to Jaime Berea or, you know, whoever it may be. And Shohei Otani can finish the day as the designated hitter and still help the team offensively. So and not have, I, I love it. And not have like they did in the Yankee game. I mean, there was only one start last year. That Yankee game was just brutal. That killed Shohei Otani's ERA. I think he gave up with the eight spot or something like that, seven spot in the first inning. Um, you don't have that anymore. Not that Shohei Otani. I mean, like if it's a one in 20 type of thing where Shohei Otani doesn't make it out of the first inning, I think we're doing okay. But how many games did we, were we sitting there thinking like, all right, Shohei Otani can give you another inning. Shohei Otani can give you another two innings or something like that. But at this point it's like, well, now we got to take him out of the game. Like there, there's so many times where, you know, I think Shohei Otani probably gets the hundred, the Shohei Otani gets to 150 innings last year. Cause he threw 130. I think if I'm not mistaken, this has this rule adds on an extra twenty innings for Shohei Otani pitching wise. Right? I don't know about that. I, I don't. Um, I, I think I think he might actually lose a couple innings. Honestly, as weird as that sounds, because there were times where we're watching Shohei Otani, he's up second in the inning in the following inning, and it's like, oh, you got to run him back out there. He's at you know eighty five, ninety pitches. Like he's probably about done from a physical standpoint. Just from where you've seen him in the last inning or so. And it's like, but we have to run him back out there because his spot is up, you know, second next inning and we need him to hit because we can't go double switch and, you know, Phil Gosselin's hitting for uh, his spot or whatever it is. So it, it does, it, it, I think he, he could lose a couple innings from this, but he's going to gain what, 60 more at-bats maybe? Yeah. 
and 40 I think, more bats like th- this this is very huge for him i think the word that we're looking for because we went both sides of the spectrum here this is what we thought about so i think the word that we're thinking for is flexible i think this makes shohei otani a lot more flexible and a lot more um of a dangerous player in a sense which is pretty cool so yeah two new rules instituted today by uh the goat himself rod man rob manfred um doing fantastic things for major league baseball can't hear it in my voice uh, just rob man for doing fantastic things so on to our next subject here the angels didn't make a trade but they lost two top 40-ish prospects depending on who you're talking about this week your list we'll go your list so uh, Fangraph, for sure. Fangraphs, Fangraphs had a kyle tyler at 36 and they had packing on at 17 pretty close to where i have them i think i have kyle tyler maybe a little high i'm a little bit lower i'm a little more high on on Tyler, I think he, he, when he says lower, he means closer to one. Just for those of you, yeah, I do flip flop it. Sorry, yeah, I uh, just making sure they know what, yeah, what we're talking I about. I do, I do, but um, but some very interesting moves. I'm not a fan of, and I'm I'm excited for those two because they get a great opportunity to go play with two fantastic organizations in the in the Boston Red Sox who picked up Kyle Tyler, and the St. Louis Cardinals who Packy Naughton's going to fit right in there. Um, I, I I like that move for the Cardinals, um, but. Again, the way that I started this off, you can tell I'm not all that thrilled about it. The Angels already have a weak farm system, and now they're getting rid of more prospects that had more um, years, more options left. Pitching, by the way, as well, um, that the Angels have been hurting on. Homegrown pitching as well, might I add. I know Packy Naughton is kind of homegrown. They traded for him. He was in the Brian Goodwin trade. Still homegrown, still made his major league debut with the Angels. Um, starter ability there I mean multi-inning guy and Kyle Tyler for me it's just mind-boggling why you would make those type of moves when you have six or seven players before them that first off you could probably sneak them through waivers it wouldn't get picked up um, six I'm not kidding like you, no, you, yeah we, we've gone over the list it's it's definitely five or six for sure for sure six five or six players before those two um, and, and you can pick I know you know some probably some position players as well off that list. And I mean, we can just say the list right now that we would probably go ahead of it. It's probably Jimmy Herget. Yep. Um, no, no offense to any of these players at all, by the way, I think they're no. all players, um, but Jimmy Herget, you probably DFA before both yep. these guys. Um, we say Jack Mayfield, you can probably do yep. it. Um, especially with the Duffy signing. Yeah, it it signing. I thought he would be the next one gone as, yep. as well. And you know, the thing that's going to hurt a lot is when they don't bring the, when they don't add, Jack Mayfield to the 25, 26 man beginning of the season. Oh, that's one more rule they changed. I forgot to mention that. The 28? 28? It is 28 for April only. So in April, they will have 28 guys. Mayfield probably is on that list. Uh, maybe May 1st, he's not on that list. It's possible he's not on the list May 1st. And then this really looks uh, tough for, for Angel fans as they know we lose two pretty good uh, pitchers for us. One of them would have been a starting depth option where he would have been in AAA, and um, if somebody would have gotten hurt, he probably is the first guy called up. With Kyle Tyler, he had a shot to win a bullpen job, honestly. Mm-hmm. And even if he didn't win a bullpen job, he goes down, and he's in the same exact spot as Packing Knot, where he's probably the first guy up if anyone in the bullpen gets hurt or somebody doesn't, doesn't uh, pitch as well as we expect them to. So um, tough losses for the Angels for sure. Kyle Tyler – I see him making the Red Sox bullpen. I do. I think uh, the Red Sox need some help there. As you can tell, their offense is going to mash. They're going to score a lot of runs. And if they can uh, pitch just a little bit, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the American League. Uh, Packy Naughton, 
it's going to be tough for him to get in the rotation. It, he might make it because uh, Jack Jack Flaherty is going to start the year a little behind. He might not make uh, the first start of the season for him. He might be two or three weeks behind, so Packy has a shot to get in there. But even if he starts the year in AAA there, I mean, Adam Wainwright's got one year left there. He has a shot to, to really make a name for himself by pitching really well for the AAA farm system in, in St. Louis. And actually it's in Memphis, but you know what I'm saying. So two quality pieces going to uh, organizations that typically do a really good job. Um, and that's the, that's the kind of interesting thing to me is the Red Sox were not the, the first team to be able to, to claim Kyle Tyler. The Cardinals were not the first team to be able to claim Packy Naughton either. And the fact that they got to both those teams kind of shows that, you know, good organizations are going to pick up good players. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then a couple other guys and um, back on the Packy Naughton as well, possible like depth bullpen arm too. You yeah. Know. It could be the Andrew Miller of that bullpen because they exactly. did lose Andrew Miller. Um, he could be a, a, a guy to get some lefties out, maybe even go to two or three innings if the starter can't do, do his job. So he, he does have a lot of versatility. You love that. Um, and I mean, we, we've seen it all the time. The guys who have been really, really good bullpen pieces have actually been starters beforehand. So really, really good uh, pickup for the Cardinals and the Red Sox. Absolutely. And uh, a couple other guys, like, like we mentioned, I want to throw out the other names that I think that we would probably have DFA'd before that. Um, Cooper Criswell, we saw him start uh, one time. Uh, it's, you know, that upper 80s type of guy who's going to get outs for you. Um, but he's de- also dealing with a shoulder issue. I don't know, you know, how many people will mess with a shoulder issue right now. Um, by the way, Jonathan Diaz is another name that I think would probably go before. Sneak through. Uh, the- he was he was a, the Angels picked him up on a minor league free agent deal from the Red Sox, so kind of interesting as well. We mentioned Jimmy Herget. Um, we can go down. We mentioned Jack Mayfield a little bit. Um, there was one other guy. Oh, Jose, Jose Rojas. Rojas. Jose Rojas was yes. was another guy where it was like you can probably sneak him through waivers. You know, he didn't get picked up in the Rule Five draft. Um, yes, he you know he's a good hitter and everything, but you know you signed all these. Signed, yeah, you signed all these guys. You have Rendon at third base. You know, you have uh, you have 18 second baseman and shortstop if you're going to put Rojas there, and um, you have Jared Walsh at first base and Justin Upton, and and you can move some different guys to first base as well. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I'll say I'll say that now. Uh, very interesting moves. So, on to our next topic here. See the Joe Adele home run today? Of course, he had two. And that's a second home run of the of the spring. Really good. News for Joe Adele coming out swinging, which is very, very important for him this offseason or this spring training. Excuse me. Absolutely. And I have a weird feeling that you're not going to like him down the road just because of how streaky he can be. And it's very Justin Upton like. No. But, but if he's just if he's putting up Justin Upton numbers at the beginning of his career, and I know everybody's like, Jared, Justin Upton sucks now. It's like, eh, like go look at Justin Upton, the former first overall pick, former one of the best prospects of all time <laughs> you know besides i think his brother might have been a pretty damn good prospect as well if i'm not mistaken um but uh but yeah you know even if he's putting up young justin up numbers at some point i mean he's gonna help the angels out he's gonna put up a four war or five war so um all i, I ask I like is that. when he's streaky just be streaky when it matters that's all i'm asking for that's my biggest pet peeve with justin upton is he seems to be streaky when the angels are you know Lights are off, and they're you know twenty games out of first place. 
if Joe Dell can be streaky for the first month and then go cold for the next month and then get hot for the next month, I'll be fine with it because at least he'll be getting streaky in meaningful games. It feels like Justin Upping gets uh, streaky in a lot of meaningless games in August and September when they're out of it already. So uh, I won't be upset if Joe Dell can, can be good in meaningful games early. Yep. Again, if he's a 250, 260 hitter getting on base at a 330, 340 clip with uh, 25, 25 jacks, 30, 25, 30, and you know, 15, 20 stolen bases. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a, uh, it's a, it's an interesting player for sure down the road. And he's definitely, there's a lot of hope to hold out on. Like he's, um, I, he's got a lot of potential. He does. He does. I'm excited to see what he he's does. Raw. Yes. He could, he could definitely go off. And, and you knew after, before he got drafted, I mean, I think he was a two sport athlete in high school as well. He played multiple sports and, you know, you can tell that baseball was his best sport, but it was like, he's still got a lot to work on. He did. Um, and that we're going to continue to see that. It's like the Jordan Adams thing. Jordan Adams could have played football. Jordan Adams. I've seen Jordan college football. Adams. Yeah. He could, he was going to play college football. I think in, in uh, to Duke, you know, NC state. I, I was going to say NC state Carolina. or North Carolina. One North of those Carolina. two. Yeah, he was going to be a Tar Heel. Um, as a wide receiver, you know, he could have got, might've gone, uh, might've gone pro in the NFL as well. So um, most of these guys, you know, these raw athletes, you got to give them a little bit more time to develop. And we're seeing that the angels actually do a pretty decent job with Joe Adele. A lot of swing changes with some of these guys, but um, it seems like it's, it's working with Joe Adele. So I'm excited to see what, you know, and again, this is like a way too early overhype on Joe Adele, but when he's hitting balls that far, it's like, all right, there's something, we're going to see something in, you know, in a sense. So last thing that I want to talk about here, um, actually, I guess I got two things. Noah Syndergaard started today. I know you're not all that happy that he's starting down in a minor league game, but 22 pitches, 93 to 95 on the radar gun, according to Jeff Fletcher, put that out there. And um, that's a good sign. You know, 93 to 95 is, is a little under what we think when we think of Noah Syndergaard, but 22 pitches, you know, if he's coming out of this, not too sore, you know, he, you kick him up to 40 pitches maybe in his next start. Maybe we see him in a major league start, throw 40 pitches or something like that. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'm, um, I am, I'm excited again to see Noah Syndergaard. It'll be a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. And, and the things that, the thing that we have to keep in mind too is pitchers, their first couple outings in spring training, they're not going to be their typical velo. You know, I mean, we're, we're expecting Thor to be 96, 97, touching a hundred, 101 possibly. Uh, very similar to Otani uh, Velo-wise. But what, when you're looking at guys that are coming off, you know, possibly not throwing in a while, maybe only been on the mound once or twice. Uh, so, yeah, 93-95 doesn't really scare me. Um, if he if his Velo goes down, the more starts he makes, that's going to be a huge red flag for me. But for right now, 93-95 is great. And um, as long as he throws strikes, that's all that really matters because – if he can throw strikes at 95, he's still very, very tough to hit. Um, I did see a quote from him saying the butterflies were coming out. He had a lot of butterflies in his first start today, uh, pitching for the, for the Angels. Even though it was a minor league game, he was still pretty amped up for that. So that's good to see that, you know, when pitchers when pitchers have that going, that that means that they're juiced, and that means that, that things are, are exciting for them. So that means – I expect big things out of him this year, especially if he's going to to have that kind of emotion in a spring training minor league game. So uh, I, I expect big things from Noah Syndergaard this year. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm excited to see it. So um, you got any final thoughts? And good, and good point with the uh, lower velo, in a sense, you know. We always have to remind him because yeah, that's, yeah, that's something always, that gets brought up every year. Is, 
you know, people are like, oh man, his velo is down. So give him, give him a couple starts. Uh, final thoughts, um, still be still be on the lookout for the Angels to sign um, a starting pitcher. I think that it has to happen. Losing Packy Naughton, uh, Jerry and I, off the record, we, we've gone over this. Packy was probably the eighth starter, seventh starter. I, I wouldn't say seventh starter, but with the injuries that we have so far with Griffin Canning and, and Cooper Criswell going down a little bit with the shoulder fatigue and things like that, it could be a it could be time where Sam Bachman is the the best available arm you have in in the minor leagues, and that's probably not what you want to do in you know April of of his first full year. So look for them to to possibly go get one more arm just to solidify that rotation, especially in AAA. They're going to need some guys to go get some outs down there, and you know. Like we said, the rosters are going to expand. There's going to be 28 guys on the roster to, to open things up. If there's an injury on the on the big league roster early, it's especially in the starting pitching range. If there's an injury on the starting pitching um, front, it is going to get very dicey very quickly. So I think they still need to get one more arm. Be on the lookout for guys like Johnny Cueto. Um, Zach Davies just signed today. That would have been an interesting get because he might have been able to 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 sign a minor league deal. Um, but yeah, just look for, for guys who might be willing to sign a minor league deal for a team that has a shot or claims they have a shot to win a, a division. Yeah. Final thought for me sources. That's all I got. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at talking halos, making us the best podcast out there. Truly do believe it. Oh, is that a good one? Was that money or what sources sources? They don't we got it. Though. No, 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 that, that, no. <laughs> No, that was good. That was good. All right. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Again, making us the best podcast out there. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.